Morning, folks. Uh, out and about today. Hope you're well. Let me know if uh, if it's working. Give us a shout out in the chat. Good to see a few of the uh, early birds up and at it already, which is great. A few people on. Uh, I forgot to change the. Uh, I forgot to change the uh, the name of today's show, uh, but uh, it's kind of the same. Yesterday was not all income is created equal, and uh, today we're going to talk the same about assets. Uh, not all assets are created equal, or not all assets are as useful at the same time as you might think. Anyway, that might sound a bit cryptic, but uh, welcome along. Great to have you here, folks. Thanks for joining, as always. We'll get up to the show in just a minute, but uh, we'll do the intros while things are warming up and people are jumping on. Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that already, though. There's a few of you who are already here uh, in the chat, so great to see you. Jeff, mate, good morning. How you going, mate? Yeah, it's a little bit wet, isn't it? There's some crazy stuff going on all over the place. Big storms in Queensland in, in December. There's some big storms down in Victoria. Anyway, there you go. Jason, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Uh, Alex is there too. Morning, Brad. Chris has uh, popped along as well. Fantastic to see you guys and girls, uh, ladies and gents, boys and girls, who's ever on this morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Fantastic to have you here. Thanks for joining. Oh, Brian's there too. Jared uh, in. in uh... Ah, thanks, Jared. Thanks for the shout out, mate. Good to see you. Brian, good to see you here. So uh, thanks for uh, popping along, folks. Today, I thought we'd continue our journey. Now, the, uh, the on Monday, I'm pretty sure it was, we talked about the four quadrants, the four pieces of this puzzle we call investing, certainly property investing, and it can apply to other investing as well. But, you know, we're all uh, a little bit mad about property investing. So that's, uh, you know, that's the main thing for us, right? That's the main objective. And... Uh, the idea that there's income, there's assets, there's taxes and debts, and there's four pieces of this puzzle you have to put together as an investor uh, over time uh, to make sure we navigate correctly, we navigate well uh, in this world of investing. So let's continue with our journey. Yesterday, we talked about income. All income is not created equal. That's, uh, that's the, uh, that's the uh, name of yesterday's podcast slash wealth coffee chat however folks however i forgot to change it this morning uh but today it's all assets are not created equal all assets are not created what do we mean by that well let's dive into that and have a bit of a look at what i mean by that let's talk um let's talk about assets yesterday income today assets get involved in the chat uh here what are the four things the four things uh let's talk uh financially let's talk mechanically let's talk uh money wealth momentum what are the four things that an asset has to deliver for you folks has to deliver all right give it to me now some are some are more important than others depending on when and where but what are what are the four things that assets you invest in an asset it should deliver these four things it should provide these four things um and depending on where you are in your journey, depending on your age and the assets you're purchasing and so on, uh, these four things will have 
different importance, but they're all needed, folks. They're all needed, uh, I believe, to become a successful investor uh, and have some assets that you can live off into the future. All right, we've got we've got one answer, which is growth, but there's four answers uh, in there. Brian, um, uh, Brian's there, and uh, someone in the uh, behind the Facebook veil uh, is saying, "Yep, growth." Uh, Brian, appreciate value. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at what are the four pieces: growth, passive income, tax effective. Boom, Jeff, you're there. You, you, you've done you've done well. Let's have a look at it. Number one. Uh, income. Okay. The asset needs to produce an income. And this is kind of like in um, in the process of understanding what these assets can do, right? Income, then grow and value. All right. Growth. Now they're direct, they're direct benefits, they're direct reasons why you would purchase a, an asset. Will it provide an income and will it provide some growth? Now, there's different things you do with different pieces of that puzzle, but you know, boom, there's two really good things. What are the other two things? Well, um, you know, Chris is onto it, right? Uh, tax effective. Tax effective. Now, this is the thing, right? This is the thing. Our number one, our number one expense um, for most of us in our lives, our number one expense, if you spend 40 to 50 years uh, playing the game of, you know, money, jobs, business and wealth, Folks, what's your number one expense? What's the number one thing that will uh, be on the ledger as the negative? Okay, there's probably two uh, quite high, but depending on what you buy and how you buy it, but there's very high. The number one thing will be taxes, folks. Taxes, right? Taxes, taxes, taxes. Then uh, interest, but taxes and interest are two things that are an issue now. Taxes. You have to learn to minimise and manage taxes. Now, if you can have assets, folks, and we've talked about this, if you can have assets that can help you reduce your tax, if you can have an asset that grows in value and you sell it and you make a gain uh, or you can refinance and use equity and pay no tax on that, then then the tax-effective conversation has to be part of this process, right? Uh, and investing is not one-dimensional. Assets aren't one-dimensional, okay? You need income. You need growth. You need them to be tax-effective. Uh, and last but not least, you need them to be able to be leveraged. Leveraged. What do I mean by leveraged? And we're going to talk about that in a minute, okay? Because leveraged uh, is the idea that you can own assets. You can own more assets for less cash in. More assets for less cash in, okay? So let's talk about that, all right? Let's talk about that um, as we go along. What is the what is the use of income? Why do we want income, folks, as we go along? Well, we want most of us want our income to have a passive um, income in the future that's reliable. A passive income of 100K, 200K income is important. That income... Um, that's a, a, a medium to long-term goal, right? In the short term, you want the income to provide, it, it, it cover the costs, okay? Now, the cost of owning, let's say, residential real estate or any asset can uh, be a cash drain. 
You want the income that that asset produces to be able to, uh, in one way, shape or form, uh, cover its own costs or significantly contribute to covering those costs, depending on how you're structured, especially with tax back and stuff like that. So you want a passive income in the future. You want it to cover its own costs. And in short term, folks, you want it to add to your ability to service uh, more lending, your serviceability, okay? That's what the income's for. Now, depending on where you are in the in the journey of investing, well, the income might be all about adding serviceability and covering its own costs. And the passive income that you can live off, that's for later, okay? That's for later. Yep, other people's money indeed, Chris. And you've got that version of the world, you know, um, other people's money, other people's time, other people's... Um, knowledge, you know, other people's uh, connections and relationships, you know, how do you get leverage? Um, you know, uh, I love it. I love it, Chris. Um, now, growth, what's growth for? Folks, what's growth for um, uh, when it comes to the world of property investing? Well, growth, uh, often uh, often many investors uh, have growth and, they, and it's like a safety factor, right? Uh, a safety factor of, um, you know, oh, it's going well. My property has grown in value, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that, but that's psychological. You know, your growth means nothing, folks. It's irrelevant if you can't use the growth, okay? You can't use the growth. So what's the growth for? Put it in the chat. What? So so if, you're, if you buy a property for, let's say, 700 and it grows to a million, what, what's the point of that, folks? Tell me what's the investment point. And this often... Uh, depends on what stage you're at when it comes to the world of investing. But if you're in the accumulation stage, you're in you're in the acquisition stage, folks. What, what's the point? Your your investment grows in value, in value, right? And and on paper, boom, Brad. On paper, you're wealthy. Uh, it's all about the equity and. More importantly, Brad, more importantly, yes, okay, boom. More importantly, this is the one, the ability to leverage it and borrow more money. Now, folks, don't get me wrong. Like, Don't misunderstand this. It increases your wealth totally does, Dean. Um, it challenges, Dean. Uh, I met with some clients the other day. H- huge amount of equity to refinance and buy more. Boom, exactly, Brad. I've met so many Rich on paper, poor in accessible cash. Can't get the equity, no cash flow, right? So what's the what's the benefit? There's no true benefit. It's it's all a paper exercise if you can't get access to the growth, folks. All right. So growth in the early days is for creating deposits for other investments. That, that, in the early days, that's what growth is for. In the later days, folks, this is the cool part. Uh, when your equity grows significantly to the point where you know your loan to value ratios are you know sub fifty percent, sub thirty percent, you can use growth, folks. You can use growth and equity tax free. Who likes those apples? Tax free to live on into the future. Now that's later on, but that's not now. Um, growth is for deposits. Remember that, okay? Uh, and later, it could be uh, growth for, for deposits. Growth could be for a sale and debt reduction if that's part of your plan. Um, growth 
does not make you wealthy by itself. If you don't do anything with the growth, it's a paper exercise. It's um, what do they call that? I've heard this said mental masturbation, right? It's a mental exercise, all right? Growth is for deposits. Get access to the growth by another property. Get access to the growth by another asset. That's the point of growth assets, folks. Okay, tax effective. We've talked about this uh, before, but the point is, uh, if you go and buy an asset that has no tax effectiveness, either tax deductions as you go, uh, helping minimise capital gains tax, all of those sorts of things, then you know those assets need to be you know thought about. Yeah, okay, how can you make them tax effective? This is about keeping more of what you make, of what you make, right? And for those in the world of PAYG, those in a job, residential real estate is the most tax-effective asset you've got access to at this moment in time. Well, you know, will the rules change in the future? Maybe, maybe not. Stop worrying about shit that you don't control or, or it's just, you know, a pipe dream. Take advantage of something while it's here and change your plan if you have to, if it changes, right? Tax-effective. Keep more, folks, of what you make. You know, the average Aussie who goes to work uh, and works for 40 years uh, on an average wage of 100 grand over 40 years, folks, they pay $3.2 million in taxes. 3.2 million, folks, 3.2 gone to the government. That's just income tax. That's not any of the other taxes that, you know, GST and fuel excise and, you know, council rates and all this other shit that they call, you know, some other thing which is not a tax, which is a damn tax, right? Um, a lot of money. So can you make that tax effective? Yeah, you bloody can. And you should, right, uh, as you go. Leverage, folks, right? This is the, this is the magic trick. And it's not a magic trick, right? You know, if you leverage at 70%, 80%, you know, 85%, 90%, the value of real estate that you can purchase, the value of real estate you can purchase is significantly more at 90% than it is at 70%. And the amount of cash you have, the amount of deposits you have is, is a lot smaller. Well, it's often limited. So that's what leverage is for. Leverage is important. Uh, I was talking about this yesterday, right? I was talking about this yesterday. Go down to the Commonwealth Bank and ask them for a you know a ninety percent loan on um, on Commonwealth Bank shares and see how you go. <laughs> see how you go, right? Not going to happen, right? Hey, morning, Fritz. Good to see you, mate. Not going to happen. So leverage, vitally important. Leverage now to purchase the asset up front, and folks, leverage later. This is so vital, and so many people miss this. If you don't have an asset that you can't use, that the banks won't use as leverage to lend you money, right? In the future, you'll have to sell those assets if they're not high income producing, right? You have to sell them and pay capital gains tax to get access to income of some description. And I think that's, for me, that that's counterintuitive. You put all the effort in to purchase the asset, keep the asset, folks, keep the asset, use leverage. Uh, smartly. Anyway, so they're the four things, income, growth, tax-effective leverage. Don't break those rules, all right, because let's just apply these these simple conversations to 
the four types of assets that, you know, by and large, we might consider um, uh, in the world of uh, being an investor, right? So property investing, property resi, so residential property, uh, property, uh, let's call it commercial. I'm just going to put it commercial. And that might be, you know, industrial, that might be commercial, that might be retail, um, it might be all sorts of different styles of commercial property, you know, uh, in the, in that world. Residential, you know, house, you know, townhouse, apartment unit, um, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So, so those sorts of things. Then you look at shares, you know, the share market. Now, obviously, there's a, you know, a lot more detail in this sort of idea. And then you look at business. All right. Business is, is a, a direct investment in business. These assets, right? So let's let's have a quick look at this. Um, you know, and if we have a look at all all four, you go. All right. Well, if we're looking at all four, number one, um, uh, does residential property create an income? Damn right, it does. Fantastic income. Very reliable. It's not a high income, but it's a it's a the most reliable income you can invest in, like anywhere. Right. Number two. Does it grow in value? Yeah, 100% it does, very reliably. Slower than other things. It's not fast, but it's slow and reliable, you know. Can you get tax deductions? Boom. You know, can you um, use leverage? You know, boom, right? For me, for most of us, there's a big tick in every box there, okay? So if you go to commercial property, you know, the I'd probably give it a double tick for income, okay? Um, and... Um, you know, I'd probably give it a, I'd give it a half a tick for growth. It, growth is different for commercial and industrial properties, um, and I'd probably put a little cross there because if you don't know what's going on, if you can't maintain, um, if you can't maintain a property, a commercial property, then you've got some issues. Okay, and and there's vacancy rates and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, um, you know, can you get tax uh, tax effectiveness? Yes, you can. Um, quite good, actually. Um, but here's the big one for me, right? Leverage. Uh, leverage is way different, way different. Uh, under a commercial loan, you, you have no protections. Um, it's not residential lending. It's commercial lending. It's business lending. You're out of the, um, you know, the uh, NCCP. Um, you, uh, you're not an individual anymore. You're a business loan. Those loans can get called in. If the value of your commercial property goes down, um, the bank can call your loans in. Where residential, that will never happen. If your value of your property goes down, they can't call your loan in. Um, so, so there's some some differences there, folks. Some differences, right? Um, so that's why I'm not a fan for beginners, and I wouldn't say beginners, but but for those who want something simple, residential, done properly and done well, can tick all the boxes. Uh, for business owners, some commercial stuff uh, combined with your business is very clever. Okay, let's go shares. Well, you know, um, number one, yeah, income can come in. Number two, growth is pretty good. Number three, deductions. Um, no, no deductions. Uh, not not in a real sense anyway. Um, other than the interest, but you've got no other deductions over and over and above, which is what property is good for. Uh, and leverage, well. You know, like I said, go down to the bank and try and leverage directly, standalone shares. Uh, it's not going to happen, is it? Okay, not going to happen, folks. All right. Now, um, business. 
yeah, great income, but can be a dog of a thing too if you get it wrong. Okay, can can put you put you underwater pretty quickly. You know, number two, growth. Well, I'd put I'd put by and large most businesses don't grow in value, and most business owners don't know how to actually take advantage of business growth, and that's another conversation, uh, not for today. Um, you know, depreciation, you know, those sorts of things. Well, yeah, I'd give it a kind of a yeah, but nah. Um, and leverage, ha, are you kidding me? No, no and no. Um, you can't get leverage off most businesses. Uh, and if they if they are giving you an overdraft, folks, just so you know, I, we've had this chat for with a few of you. They're securing it on your own home. And everything that you own is at, at danger with your businesses, right? So for me, the easiest, simplest asset to navigate um, in the early days of investing is residential property. It, it goes slow and, you know, you know th- those things. It's a, it's a kind of a, a, a 10 to 15-year minimum plan. But, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine as far as I'm concerned when it comes to this stuff. So there you go, right? Leverage. It's important to understand those four pieces. Team, is it giving you income? Will it grow in value? Is it tax effective? And can you use leverage to continue to use to make the asset's value more effective? Okay, the the effectiveness of what you've done um, as you go. All right, folks, that's it today. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Hopefully that was useful. Tomorrow we will cover... Tomorrow, we're going to dive into the tax bit. Remember, we got income, assets. I'm doing some <laughs> doing some air karate here. Income, assets, taxes, debts. And um, we'll continue to do the deep dive and peel back this stuff, folks, as we go. All right? That's it from me, ladies and gents. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Thanks for joining. Fantastic to have you here. Let us know in the chat if there's anything that you want me to cover. Um, but always great to have you guys uh, on this morning. There's Sonia. Morning, Sonia. Thanks, Brian. All right, folks, that's it from me. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Alison. Whoever's there, Jared, Brian, Jace, Alex, whoever's still on, thanks for joining, folks. Uh, and, um, yeah. Join me tomorrow if you're hanging around and uh, you want to do it again. Let's do it. Ten past eight. You guys know the drill. All right. Thanks, Alison. See you, mate. All right. All right, folks. Bye-bye.